Welcome to the Sunny Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello everybody and welcome to today's podcast. So today I'm going to be talking around what exactly is sleaze. So you know I have fully embraced the selling without sleaze. It's the business name, it's a limited company, it's the name of the podcast. I've got other things in the pipeline which are also around the selling without sleaze uh, phrase element and um, you know it's fair enough question. What is sleaze? What do I consider to be sleaze? And I think the key thing here is that sleaze is going to be different for everybody. It was really apparent in the challenge when we were putting out different uh, bots and messages and emails that some people found, you know, consistent emails and, and emails on a daily basis too much, too pushy, and they found that sleazy. Equally, uh, plenty of people didn't. Equally, I've been in scenarios where I felt, oh, you know, this is a little bit too much. I'm sure everybody has. Um, And so, you know, my not so direct answer, I guess, is to say that, you know, sleaze is a tolerancy, a personal preference thing. So it is going to vary from person to person. And I'd liken it to a chili scale. So, you know, if you're thinking about chilies, you're thinking, I'm thinking, you know, straight away, I go to the little Nando's um, little chili scale. But obviously, you know, you have much more um, variation, you know, above and, and below that, as far as uh, different strengths of chili are concerned. Um, stick with me, guys. Um, so, you know, in the same way as some people find certain dishes too hot um personally i'm a bit of a uh, korma girl and um, you know a chicken tikka masala is possibly the most uh, exotic stroke hot version of a curry that you would get me consuming uh you know, other people they'd be like what flavor what curry is that you know it's just not on their scale it's not on their radar they don't feel like that is sufficient chili to consider it to be too hot um to be enjoyable and you know it's absolutely fair enough it is personal taste and the th- the key thing here is it's doing what you are comfortable with And that's what I try to talk to clients around. And that's what I encourage people to do is to look at your communication style, look at what you're comfortable with and work in those parameters. So I've been speaking to a couple of people recently, purely by accident. Um, People have been referred to me or people have found me and they've been interested in in working with me and they've talked me through the, the scenarios that they've been in and the problems that they are having with sales. And they come down to the same thing. They've been given advice, they've been given a, a way of communicating with their customer and it's just not working for them. Now that doesn't mean that that approach wouldn't work for for some people but it's not working for them and the and the reason it's not working for them is because it's not it's not their approach it's not them it's not who they really are and I'm always really keen for people you know regularly clients ask me oh is it you know would it be all right do you think if I sent out an email and I use this funny email template that I've bought online Uh, My answer is always categorically, that is a really bad idea. And no, please don't do it. Because unless you are funny, then, which is always an awkward conversation to have, to be fair, isn't it? Um, But you know, I have it. Unless they are actually funny, then you're mis-selling yourself. Uh, And it's, 
it's so you know you're catching people's eye yes but they're expecting somebody who's humorous who's funny who is that person in that copy that you have sent them and so the starting of the relationship they're thinking they're starting a relationship with somebody who is funny and you know when they meet you that expectation is going to be there when they communicate with you in other ways and you know you're setting that scene and it's it's totally it's like dating it's like saying you know is it okay if i send a body double on a first date for me so that i can you know get them in the bag and then from there i can let them know that actually that isn't me like that's not going to work is it i'm sure somebody somewhere has tried that but it won't work because they're expecting you're setting the standard you're setting this expectation and then from there uh you know the relationship will be built and so they're expecting that to continue when it doesn't continue you know that's an inconsistency that affects relationships that way and so it is best to be yourself and and that is really fundamentally what it comes down to if you are comfortable being a bit pushy being assertive being somebody, you know, there is more than one way to make a sale. And I have seen plenty of people who are sleazy, who are pushy, doing well. And I've seen lots of people who aren't like that, feeling very frustrated that they feel sidelined and they feel like they're not performing as well as that person. But they don't feel like that person should be behaving in that way. The thing is, is that person is attracting people who are okay with that approach. And that's the thing is, you know, you are, you attract people you don't basically repel people who are happy with that approach and that's both bearing in mind there is there is no major right and wrong as far as I'm concerned the way that I would sell the way that I would like people who who say they've been trained by me to sell um is 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 in a way that isn't um pushy which does take into consideration actually what the customer wants and I think in a lot of situations you know working through with the academy guys it's really obvious actually that it's not the sales conversation that converts that person it's not those those pushy conversations anyway that gets somebody over the line you know you can get people really uh, pre-sold really into what you do really wanting to buy from you before you've even opened your mouth and had an actual real life conversation with them mm-hmm. you know, if you actually need to have conversations with them and so it's worth bearing in mind that those sort of pushy elements can actually be be avoided you don't have to have those conversations if that's not the way that you talk the way that you communicate then you know don't do it um a person that I'm currently working with um really really lovely person and you know they're they're genuine they're approachable their customers tell them how amazing they are they're non-judgmental they're lovely they're supportive they're all these things and when we looked at their sales process and the conversations they were told they should have with their potential customers and the lengthy conversations and and actually quite significantly for me was the approach and the focus on the negative, on the um, pain points, as people like to talk about, you know, and, and I, I talk about it like, which is pretty grim, actually, to be fair, it's probably dating back to my medical devices when I was doing wound care. But you know, I talk about it like picking at a scab. And it's like, you know, this person has this wound, they have this problem. And if you keep picking at it and pointing it out, and, you know, basically, like, yeah, picking at a scab, like kids do grim, um, then you are going to 
you are going to uncover, you are going to make them realize how painful that pain point is, how important it is that they get it solved. But how are you actually making that person feel? And for that person that I was working with, it it was really clear to me that they were mis-selling themselves because they were coming across as a bit of a pong, a bit negative, um, somebody who was focusing on, on on the difficult and the bad rather than on the rather than being a a ray of sunshine, rather than saying, you know what, it's a bit rubbish right now, but we could get here. If we got here, what would that mean to you? If we resolve this problem, what would that mean? And I think that is a lot more powerful to help somebody, to take somebody on that journey where they're in a position where they want to, they want to make that happen. They want to put in the hard work to bring that, that idea to fruition, that goal to fruition. I think that's an amazing uh, position to be in because I think for particularly that person, they are supportive, they are there, they are empathetic, they are non-judgmental. They would help them to achieve this goal. So if they can imagine achieving this goal because of the conversation they've had with you, you're already giving them part of that experience. You're giving them that that sense of belief, uh, which I think is a lot more powerful than being the negative bongy person who's scratching away at this scab telling them how terrible their life is and how awful they are so but if you are so let's flip that you know the other way if you are a bit of a pongy person who does like to talk around the negative then the likelihood is that you know you will attract people who are more negative and that means that you end up with customers who are complainy and whiny and don't seem to appreciate what you do and, you know, that can be quite difficult in itself because, uh, you know, the, it, it drags you down even further and then you get into that vicious cycle. So what I'm saying is, is, is be yourself. If you don't like the type of people you attract by being yourself, then you might want to look at the messages that you're putting out there, the way that you're presenting yourself. Being sleazy is being pushy, it's being aggressive, it's going down that route as far as I'm concerned of, you know, telling somebody that they need something that actually you don't know if they need it or not, you just decided that you're a person, you know, you have a pulse, you seem roughly like my ideal customer, you'll do. And and I think, you know, for an example of that, that's why people get really frustrated when people jump into DMs all the time. So, you know, I've talked around the the DMing people that I've had recently and, you know, and, and, and it's, it's a continuous thing that they make assumptions, they're straight in there, they haven't asked any questions, you, you don't feel like they've got to know you or they're even remotely that interested in whether or not you are the right person for them and whether or not they can actually help you, they just want to flog you something and, you know, that's always... <laughs> it's always painful um it's always it always seems like it's disregarded and it just feels like they're all they're all focusing on is the product rather than the customer if you're customer focused if you're thinking about how you're making that customer feel I'm not sure if your customer is front of mind uh, and you're focusing on how you make them feel that you can actually be that sleazy because you're going to be aware of it you know that that red light's going to come on in your head and you're going to think you know what I need to stop this because I'm probably making this person feel quite depressed and I don't want to leave them in that that negative state I don't want them to feel like that that wasn't my aim it was to give them hope it was to give them um, an idea of what they can achieve so you know another thing is obviously the pressure selling um, 
and and actually selling somebody something that you know they don't need so it's like i'd actually need to flog this item i don't really care who i sell it to um you'll do and so people tend to do that and i actually got into quite a discussion with somebody who you know fair dues to them they'd come onto one of my adverts when i was doing the challenge and they'd said around uh one of the ads that i did was I did, I did the stereotypical comments of people, you know, this is the last one, you know, sell, 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 always be closing, all those sorts of, of phrases. I did a little sketch of pretending that, you know, those uh, biscuits were a scarcity, um, all sorts of stuff like that. And I did those to demonstrate what people would normally think was sleazy. And it, it resonated really well with the people that I was targeting. Um, obviously, this person, I wasn't targeting them, um, but they did see my ad and straight away they jumped on the comments saying that, oh, you know, I, I'm kind of poo-pooing on the on on people's profession and everybody in sales has done one of these. And, you know, do I think I'm above it? And it actually got me thinking and I totally got where they were coming from. It would have riled me if I'd felt like somebody was undermining my approaches and the, the tactics that I'd used. I think the thing is, is that when you're having to resort to tactics, your product or your customer or your positioning is wrong. You you are trying to get people, you're trying to cajole people into buying something. That's never going to end well. You know, they, the person had been on a zero commission kind of role. Um, zero commission. <laughs> commission only, so zero baseline. Um, and so, you know, they only made money when they sold. That's a very pressured position to be in. And products which are in that position, sometimes you can get decent ones. A lot of the time... Um, it, it, they're not amazing they're not attracting great salespeople uh, because it's not a great offer it's not a great opportunity for a salesperson if you can get a really decent basic then you can get that reliable income um there is way too much at stake beyond uh the sale uh, to 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 be able to to trust that a product's going to come through for you on a decent level in the vast majority of cases i'm sure there's there's exceptions out there but i'm sure most people would agree that if you are selling something like that then uh it, it's it's normally a more questionable sell so <laughs> with this discussion with this person yeah you know I, I, I hand on heart haven't used those techniques. Have I been encouraged to on a couple of occasions? Yes. But have I done it? No. And and the reason I haven't done it is because they're right. I have been fortunate. I have worked for decent companies with decent products. And so I haven't had to resort to those tactics. If I found myself in a position, which I have where I've been encouraged to do it, you've got to take a check on yourself and think, you know, is this something I'm prepared to do? And it wasn't. And so I didn't. And, you know, there are ways around it without being confrontational, without saying, you know what, that's really sleazy, um, that you can, you can enable yourself to get out of having to action those things. But in the vast majority of cases, these, these resort, these, these things that people resort to can be avoided if you go for something which is, more um is more in line with your morals okay if you are comfortable doing those techniques then that is is that is your choice okay you are you know getting towards definitely the hotter end of the chili scale um but if you're comfortable with it and it sits morally with you then 
you know, that's that's your position and that's what you're happy with. Um, it's just not where I would personally want to be and where I'd feel comfortable. Um, but that's what makes the world different because everyone's different. So in short, for me personally, where I am on the, on the sleeve scale, uh, you know, I don't feel comfortable with false scarcity. I don't feel comfortable with false deadlines or special offers um, which aren't actual genuine special offers I, I want to be able to feel that if somebody said to me they pulled me up on it I would be able to say no actually um, you know here's the information here's the proof and you know that that's kind of where where I come from I don't want to sell somebody something that isn't right for them because it ends up badly for everybody I want somebody who I can, you know, I want to work with somebody or I want to sell something to somebody that I know is going to work and it's going to do well for them because otherwise it's only going to to come back and be problematic later on at the very least. You know, worst case scenario, it's going to be the fact that you've ruined that relationship, that person no longer trusts you and, you know, you actually feel really, really bad and, you know, can't sleep at night. So, you know, again, it's a bit of a scale depending on what you've sold them, depending on how much you've missold them. Um, you know, it's just better for everybody if if you go for the people that it actually works for. So what happens if you find yourself with a product that you're struggling to find the ideal customer for and you're just desperate to sell it? Well, it's looking at where did that product come from? Where did the idea come from? What it's going back to to basics with who who wants this and do they want it at the price that it is available at and you will find a lot of people sort of scratching around um with products that have become outdated so you know they were doing really well i remember a few years ago actually i remember talking to a client probably uh, well potential client um probably about a year ago now and um, where they'd been pressure sold into um into being on the yellow paper well, yell.com and the story that they had around that and the way that they'd been pressure sold and and you know to be honest missold into into buying that was was really frightening and <laughs> and you know i i sent them off to get further advice because i was like I, you know for me that just doesn't seem right it's been missold um and you know that obviously that salesperson that is a declining um, directory everybody knows how big it used to be um now you know that's never going to help you kiss somebody under the mistletoe um showing my age there but you know it is it's a lot smaller the demand is reduced and yet they've probably still got you know historical pressures to to perform um from people who don't know how to move the business forwards in a different way but um enough of my opinion on that one so find your own place on the sleeve scale figure out for yourself what am I comfortable with what am I not comfortable with um I've just finished working with one of the academy guys and they are very very um much at the lower end I'm definitely below a comma um on the chili scale uh, as far as sleeves is concerned and it's really lovely and they're very very clear on it and they're not frightened at all to let other people know and you know pressure selling they're very clear isn't going to work um and it's it's really interesting and and with that person um you know i've had to 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 work with them on the fact that actually 
their customers' tolerances probably a little bit higher. Um, and, and, and to sort of take the lead from the customer because they are very, very reserved. They're very keen on, on the way that they are sold to, which is actually, you know, it is quite unusual. Um, they are more one of the sensitive people that I've met um, when it comes to selling to. So it was, it, it's been really nice to have that insight and to, to work with them to see what actually, well, what does your customer want rather than this is where you're, you're uncomfortable and definitely need to stop. That's definitely not where, you know, your customer's at. And so, you know, be led by your customer too. Um, you know, if you're quite an assertive person, again, work with somebody in the last sort of six, 12 months who they're very, very assertive. And so, you know, they're very no messing. It's very, you know, this is what you need. I know this is what you need. Um, you know, so buy it and go on with it. Um, but their audience is very, very um, sensitive. They're going through a difficult phase. The, you know, the support that she provides is for that difficult phase. But they definitely can't be um, managed in the way that she would potentially normally manage people um, and direct them. So again, you know, it's talking around where are you at on the sleeve scale? And then, you know, how assertive can you be with your ideal customer? How assertive does your ideal customer want you to be? And again, I know I'm banging on again about ideal customer, but it does come down to what do they want? Um, I have, you know, it's been a handful of people that I've ever said to to really um, step up in the same way as as the lady below the comma level. Um, but, and, you know, I've had a considerable number of people that I've had to encourage to rein things back in and, and be more focused on their ideal customer. The vast majority of people sit, you know, <laughs> in the sort of medium range, um, medium heat on, on the scale. Uh, and, you know, it's a case of, of, of sort of taking the lead and being clear with their own boundaries and attracting the people that it works for for them. Um, so my advice when it comes to sleaze is, you know, be your be your own compass on it. Be your own 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 guide. It's it's like morals. It's like anything else. It varies from person to person. There isn't any right or wrong. Um, there are people out there, you know, in the same way as people that you get on with. There's people out there who you can't get on with. You just can't relate to them. Um, and in, you know, in the same way, um, there's there's people that you can get on really really well with. Um, sleaze is is exactly the same thing there are people who will be on the extremes who you can probably relate to a little bit less um you know there's no need to be derogatory about them it's a different way of doing things um could they be more effective if they toned it down probably um but you have to be receptive to change but i very much doubt that based on the title selling without sleaze i have got many of those people listening anyway but so that's it for me on the sleaze point um please do send any questions that you have in i hope that has been clear on you know where i set my store out, stall out and what i think when it comes to sleaze and my tolerance towards sleaze and you know everybody is different that is the key message so find where you're at find what you're comfortable with and stick to your guns on it don't let anybody tell you anything different uh the person that I've been working with recently, I was you know, super quick to say, you know, if it's what I suggest is not comfortable, if it doesn't sit well with you, don't do it. And that would be where I would, where I would always come back to when thinking, am I being sleazy? Am I not? 
is is actually am I comfortable doing this is one of my friends going to say to me are you you know what's wrong with you are you feeling okay you're not being your normal self um and that can go the same for your copy as well you know putting copy out there putting information out there into the world um it's very easy to um to to be saying things uh that you think i need to say this i need to be vulnerable i need to do a vulnerable post i need to do this sort of post this that sort of post um whereas actually you need to be you um be you and you will attract people who can relate to you and who enjoy working with you so that's it on the sleeves front I just wanted to do a super, super quick update. Um, next week, I'm hoping that I will be joined by one of the Academy guys who's going to talk through their experience. Super interesting business. Um, a lady called Catherine, who is a birth trauma specialist, which is an interesting topic for me to want to talk about right now, really, isn't it? But um, a really lovely lady who, you know, her business was very much in its infancy and you know the experiences she's gone through and the journey she's gone through on the academy um and you know the impact that has had on her business um purely really to be honest from uh, a a point of view of giving you that insight into um the journeys that people do go on uh, beyond what is you know you just think oh yeah learn a few sales phrases job done um but yeah the impact that that's had so that will be next week and then i will also be talking to you about my wind down towards maternity leave so you know what i'm going to be doing um how i'm going to be scaling things back um but there'll be more about that in a couple of weeks for those of you which that of itself on interest so thanks for listening guys and speak to you soon happy selling thanks for listening to the selling without sleeves podcast if you enjoyed this episode please head over to itunes or stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review it's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it 